Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lose the Cape Podcast, episode 42. Welcome to the Lose the Cape podcast, where we get real with busy moms and talk about how they survive their daily juggle. If you are a busy mom who believes in the idea of moms helping moms with tips, tools, and resources to survive, this is the podcast for you. Well, happy Monday, everybody. It is December 5th, 2016. We're getting closer and closer to Christmas. We're getting closer and closer to my 40th birthday, which is this Friday. And I don't know. My husband asked me why I said this is why I think this is such a big deal. Do y'all think it was a big deal when you turned 40? I feel like it's a pretty big birthday. I feel like 30 was pretty big. 35 was memorable, thanks to the birth of my twins the day after my birthday. Uh, But 40 just seems like huge. I feel like I'm moving into a different era of my life. But then I also feel like 40 is the new 30, so who knows? I don't know. We were talking about this. My So my best friend and uh, my husband arranged for her to surprise me and fly in for the week, uh, which is a huge deal because she lives in France and we only get to see each other once every couple of years, which is really sad, you know, when you'd only get to see your person rarely. Um, so I was completely surprised, had no idea. They did such a great job pulling it off. But anyway, we were having this conversation last night and Carrie tells me that um, she'd always heard that you start living at 40. And I was like, you know what? I think that that may have been true a generation ago when by 40, most of the time your kids are either teenagers or older and they're, you know, old enough that they can take care of yourself so that you actually can have a life again. But I'm not so sure that that rings true for our age group anymore because like me, uh, many of my friends who still have children who are young. I mean, mine are nine, six, and four, soon to be nine, seven, and four, and they still need mommy a lot. So I'm not sure that 40 is going to be when I get to start, you know, living life again. But, um, and by that, I mean like selfishly, like taking off and going to the movies whenever I want, not having to worry about cooking food or getting a babysitter and doing all that jazz. So anyway, I guess 50 <laughs> will be the big decade for me, right? Anywho, today uh, we're talking to Suzanne Brown, and she was a lot of fun to interview. Uh, we talked about all kinds of different topics, but it was interesting as I was re-listening to the interview, we actually talked about uh, the trip that my daughter and I took to France to visit my best friend um, two summers ago now. Um, we talk a lot about that, and it's it's just ironic that, that, should, that this episode should be the week that plays when Carrie is actually here visiting me. So that was kind of cool. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the episode. You can check out all of the uh, show notes, anything we talk about, any links or all that stuff at losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 42. I would love it if you'd follow us on iTunes or um, 
Stitcher. And even better, if you can give us a review, that would help so much bringing more people to our podcast. And we're trying really hard to grow it. We think that we um, provide good interviews, at least I hope if you're listening to us, you think that way too. And uh, we'd just love your help in, in growing our community. So thanks so much and have a fantastic day. Enjoy the interview. I am happy today to introduce everybody to Suzanne Brown. She's a full-time mom and wife, a part-time consultant, and an avid international traveler, which speaks to my heart. Um, (laughs) So she works part-time as a business and strategic marketing consultant, um, helping small and medium businesses understand how they can help their bottom line, and and large businesses work better with their marketing agencies. So those are um, important things for them to be able to do, right? And and her, the rest of her time, she is with her kids and enjoying the time. I'm sure enjoying helping with homework now that school's back in, right? <laughs> so thank you, Suzanne, for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. So what did I leave out? You're also a writer. We'll talk about that. Um, you you have two boys, right? We do. We have two boys. We have a five and a half year old. So we just started kindergarten. Ooh. Um, <laughs> And he loves it. He, he's always loved school, like in preschool. So kindergarten is no different. He loves his teacher. He's making friends. You know, he's having a great time. And he's so excited to be in big kid school. That's how he describes it. As in like waking up at 530 in the morning on a daily basis to be so excited <laughs> about school. Um, and then we have an almost three-year-old. So our younger son will be three in October. And oh. They are rambunctious, full of energy, pretty much go until they fall over asleep. Like, you know, that's just how they roll. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right for that age. Um, Boys are something else, I tell you what. Um, You did say they were both boys, right? I'm sorry, I just like a total... Like I told my last interview, I was like, it's Wednesday, but I totally feel like it's a Monday. I'm having one of those days. Yes, we did. We did uh, say that it's the mommy brain. I haven't had good sleep this week. So since school started, literally for a week and a half, our older son is up way before the crack of dawn. And he's like, I'm just so excited. And I finally had to say, school does not start earlier because you are up earlier. That's right. We not go to school any earlier than we than we do. That's it. There is no other option. And I think that helped him understand he's not missing out on anything. There's not like a cool thing that happens before we get there. Right. Um, it's funny because my kids are the opposite. Like I'm dragging them out of bed. <laughs> but I mean, I, I think there's been a bit of anxiety and things like that going on because they're having a harder time falling asleep. They're having waking up again in the middle of the night and doing stuff like that. So, um, but we're getting, we're getting through it and just having to be someplace at a certain time. I mean, I will say probably the best, the best part about being a stay at home mom is summer vacation when it comes to not having to get up early or go anywhere. First thing. (laughs) Even our camp started at like nine, but our boys have always been early risers. Yeah. Always, always, always. I mean, Sleeping in is 6.45, which... Wow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's painful. Welcome welcome to my life every day. My husband will sometimes take pity, and he's like, just sleep in, and, you know, it's like 7.15. He's like, okay, what are we going to do today? (laughs) All right. Oh, gosh. Yeah, luckily mine sleep in a little bit, but they stay up late. They've never wanted to go to bed, so... Mm. 
it's one or the other, right? I'm so envious of the people that actually get their kids in bed by like 7.30 and they stay in bed till 7.30. I mean, how does that happen? How do, how do we do that? <laughs> I think those people sprinkle something on the bed at night. Uh, they, they must do something. I need to start increasing melatonin or something. Right? <laughs> <laughs> My pediatrician said it was okay. <laughs> they did. The pediatrician was like, if they need to sleep a little more, just give them a little bit of a, of a pill. And I was like, really? <laughs> Fine. But hey, pediatrician approved. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So you, um, you were working full time before child number one came along, correct? Yes. Okay. So then, um, how did, how did you work that transition? Were you still, you were still working full, I mean, part-time for a corporate job and then left that, right? Yeah. So I, um, something that I don't normally share is that, um, our first son was a preemie. So he was actually born 10 weeks early. Oh, so um, mine, my, my youngest. Really? <laughs> yeah. They you were know, twins um, born oh, 10 weeks yeah. early. Uh, yes, I, I, I remember this now. Um, you know, and, and we were actually very fortunate. We didn't have a really long time in the NICU considering he was 10 weeks early. So we were in the NICU yeah. for about five and a half weeks. Um, and he thrived and um, we had a great experience and you, it's kind of like hands-on learning to be a parent. So, um, so we, there, there are definitely positives to it. Um, but I, you know, I had always wanted to work part-time and I think that it, it was an easier transition to make that request because we had a preemie. Um, but I was still working part-time and so I worked three days a week. I worked kind of um, longer on two days and a little bit shorter on the other. And when I talked to my boss, she said, you know, we're going to do 20 hours because that's what I needed to do in order to keep my benefits. Um, So I still had my benefits and I worked for a company, which is a division of a huge marketing conglomerate. And so, you know, great benefits, vacation time, like all of that kind of stuff. And so I got to keep all of that. Um, and that was amazing. And then after a year of that, the truth is my role changed a lot when I went from full-time to part-time and it just, it wasn't as meaty. And I don't think they really knew like, what can she really accomplish in 20 hours? Um, because I had probably been in my role for about a year. I'd been with the company for six and a half years total. But at that point I had been in, in my role for maybe a year, a year and a half. And, um, it was a, I was a financial analyst. I was helping the company make money. Like that was what I did. Nothing important or anything. (laughs) (laughs) Just like the most essential elements. (laughs) But you know, I kind of, the way that I described it was I carved out pieces of what the CFO did. Mm -hmm. And so she, she could have taken those back on, you know, that it's not like it was, I did something that nobody else did. It was just helpful for me to do the things that I worked on. And so but the reality is it wasn't very meaty. I, I wasn't really working on the things that they needed me to be working on because they weren't really sure what to do with me, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after about a year, I ended up starting to work for myself. I had done consulting for since 2004, um, and then I, that was 2012. 
Um, and so for you know seven or eight years, I had been doing consulting on the side, and everybody knew it wasn't a surprise that I was doing the consulting. We I always had an agreement with my managers, and it's like I'm going to do this. It's not going to interfere. It's like okay, so the time has come that this is what I really need to focus my energy on, yeah. and it just gave me a lot more flexibility. It's like I can work when I need to work. I can. Um, I can have the time that I want. We can go wherever we want to go when it's cooler in the morning because Texas is, you know this, yeah, it is yeah. crazy <laughs> hot here in the summertime. And, you know, you, you want to take advantage of the best times of the day and your child can be sleeping. Like, there's all kinds of stuff that's going on. And so when you work for yourself, you just have the ability to adjust your schedule as necessary. And so we had um, a part-time nanny. She came in and she uh, watched our son two days a week. She was amazing and we loved her. Um, and that kind of let me start my business the right way and really focus on what I wanted to focus on and the clients and the projects that I wanted to work on. Because when you work for a corporation, you, you work on their projects. Like, all right, this is what you're gonna work on next. And sometimes you think, really? Is this the best use of my skills? Exactly. And then other times you're like, this is amazing. And when you get to not exactly cherry pick your clients, you're constantly getting to work with things that you're happy about, you know, or you need to find new clients. So, right. Right. Well, that was, that's one um, advantage you were talking about how early your kids get up. And I had to think when you were saying about, um, summertime at least that was one advantage to you there right they were up early so you could get out and <laughs> and do things before it gets so hot sorry oh, yeah. total side there but that's that popped into my mind well, um, but even like being able to go exercise like I could put our son in the stroller and it's like okay we're gonna take a 45 minute walk mommy's gonna get exercise and then we'll figure out the rest of the day like I wouldn't have been able to do that if I was working for someone else <laughs> yeah exactly you know? I mean so it's all the little things. It is the little um, things. But I will say this. Being an entrepreneur is hard, um, especially when you're writing a book, because it's almost like you have three things that you have to do at the same time, in addition to being a mom, right? Because the full-time mom stuff doesn't go away. So you work on your projects, but before you work on those projects, you have to do business development. You know, you've got to go find those clients. Mm -hmm. And then... I'm writing a book. So there's three parts and you can't let one kind of fall away. Like, it's not like, okay, well, I'm just not going to do business development for the next six months. And I'm only going to do my project because your projects run out. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, so what are you writing about? Are you writing a fiction or are you writing a, a nonfiction? What you doing? So it's nonfiction. Um, and I am, I have interviewed over a hundred part-time working moms. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this has been a labor of love for like three years. So, um, and I've, I've basically, I'm going to put together a book that talks about advice and insights and challenges and how do you get over those challenges and the benefits and really kind of helping moms successfully move into a part-time role, whether it's for the company that they work for or starting their own business. Because interestingly enough, there's just not a lot of content out there. People don't really talk about part being a part-time working mom and it being a positive thing and how do they do it successfully. There are lots of professional women who work part-time because they want to spend more time with their families or because through necessity, 
they have to spend more time. You know, there, there might be illness in their family or they, they might have a child with special needs or whatever. I mean, I've even talked to moms who homeschool on top of working part-time, which is an amazing concept, but that- I, I don't know how they do it. I've <laughs> and I'm like, I don't get it at all. <laughs> I, You're far more disciplined than me, woman. <laughs> there's just no way. Like, I, I love my children, but I also love them from afar. Like, I'm okay. Yeah dropping them off at preschool and kindergarten and and they love their school so I don't really feel guilt about like nope you're here enjoy because they're gonna have a blast and then I get to hear all about it you know halfway through the day so well I guess kindergarten now is until just before three but you know what I mean yeah exactly um so um you still manage to travel and all of this as well. I noticed you mentioned something about uh, your 40th country. So where did you go and how do you still keep travel as part of your life? So I am an avid international traveler. I love traveling internationally. I love going to new places and that's part of it. I don't, I don't do well like, okay, every year we're going to go to this place. And it's like, please don't make us do that. Um, and I happen to be married to, um, to, you know, my husband is, uh, he had never actually been out of the United States until we started dating. Wow. <laughs> um, but he was willing, like he had a passport in like practically in hand, like ready to take his first international trip. And so, um, the last country that we went to, so I had a goal to travel to 40 countries by the time I turned 40. Um, I turned 40 last year and the 40th country that we went to was in March, literally like a month before I turned 40. Um, and we went to Ireland. Oh, awesome. I love Ireland. It's beautiful. I mean, beautiful. It was a great place to travel as a family, like incredibly good location for family travel. It was, people were very understanding. It's, they're very accommodating. Even rooms are set up as what they call as family rooms. And so you can, there is, there are extra beds in the room specifically for your kids. Um, yeah, it was amazing. And, you know, we, um, we love being able to to travel as a family because people say are you you're going to take your kids it's like yeah. what am i going to do leave them at home while we go travel internationally like that's right <laughs> that does not work <laughs> no <laughs> well and for us also our boys we want to get them used to traveling because the quicker we can get them used to it the easier it's going to be as they get older and older and older right right um, but they love when we went to ireland we talked about like going to castles and they got to see a dungeon and, you know, and so it's things like that, that they, and we had never traveled on a train until that point. Cause in Texas, you don't really, you don't travel on a train. No, um, <laughs> Not many places really in the U S <laughs> well, and like my husband is from the Northeast and I lived in New York for three and a half years. And so it's true. You know, there's train you travel. Get trains. Oh yeah, all over the place. But even like you ride on the subway. Well, you don't ride on the subway in Austin. You know, we don't even ride on a bus because where we live in, in I mean, we live in Austin, but there is no public transportation anywhere near us. Mm -hmm. um, and so we, we'd never even ridden a bus at that point. And certainly not a double-decker bus because they have double-decker right. buses in Ireland. And so our boys... They thought it was the coolest thing. It's like, okay, we're going to ride a bus. We're going to ride a train. We're, you know, and it's like, it goes to places, which is not really that big a deal, but they loved it. And 
we, we just, we take advantage of their enthusiasm and we try to do things that they'll be interested in. Um, but when it comes to planning, the benefit of being in preschool still at that point, um, and even kindergarten, is you have a little bit of flexibility and you know your, your dates way in advance. We don't actually travel in the summer because um, uh, my husband has crazy deadlines on August 31st every year. So we travel, um, we've traveled traditionally around spring break. And so we take a few days off before and a few days off after. And so it ends up still probably being almost two weeks, but you know those dates way in advance, like way, way, way in advance. And so we kind of figure out like more or less where we want to go. And then we, that gives us time to look for like airfares or hotel sales or whatever. And we can kind of plan it out if there are people who we might want to see while we're traveling. Um, you know, we, we, I can tell them months in advance, like this right. <laughs> in your neighborhood, you know, in your neck of the woods. And that way we can see people who we wouldn't normally see because they live in Europe or, you know, in we we also went to Trinidad, um, and cool. we got to meet you know we got to meet people who we had talked to, but it's like we got to see them in person because they knew way in advance that we were going to be there. And so, um, and this past year, we um, or I shouldn't say this past this year, we went to London and Paris, um, and nice. but you know you plan it way in advance, and so it's not as expensive as if like I book the flight next month. Right. You know? Yeah, um, so true. And when you're traveling for four, that matters. It matters <laughs> a lot. I know. I took my daughter to France last year. She was five at the time. We went to France for 10 days, and um, my best friend still lives there. So wow. we were able to stay with her the whole time. And um, she also worked for Swiss Airlines, so she was able to get us a small wow. discount on, um, on the tickets. Plus, the way they offer a children's fair. Um, I don't know if it's just when you purchase out of Europe or just if you purchase through a person who works there or what, but um, my daughter's fair was cheaper than mine, which I thought was super nice. <laughs> yeah, which it should be that way. I mean, there should be a discount for children's fairs. Right, I agree. Not always the case. <laughs> yeah, same. we had the same experience. We went to a castle, and I mean, it was just we were teaching her French and teaching her different culture stuff. And she ate food that I've never been able to get her to eat at home, but she was willing to try a little bit. And, you know, it was, it was just, it was a great experience. And I, I want to get to the point where I can do that more often. My oldest was actually born in Germany. So he likes to tell people that he's German, which is fun, <laughs> but, <laughs> but he's never been there since he was three months old. So we got to get back there sometime so he can see it. But yeah, well, you, it's awesome. You have like a built-in destination that you can go to and a huge story of like, this is the city you were born in. And so exactly, we will not be able to visit um, where he was, the hospital he was born though, because it's on an, on an army base. So <laughs> you can but, see it from afar. You can point. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but anyway, so um, how do you, I, I always like to talk to, to moms, especially the, well, all of them, we all have our different challenges and struggles, but what are some of the biggest challenges that you face in the day and how do you, um, how do you keep it all organized? So it's interesting you use the word organized um, <laughs> because, and I, I, somebody posted a video on the Facebook group that I, um, that I started and it was about like the stuff in your house and 
that is kind of a constant battle. And it, it got really bad over the summer. And there's just so much stuff that, you know, it's, it's all the gifts that you get and the stuff you buy for your kids and, Oh, just one more thing. And from your grid, from the grandparents and from friends at birthday party, like there's just so much stuff. And our boys are able to make all of the stuff come out in like less than five minutes. Like I can walk out and five minutes later I can come back in and it's like, how in the world did you even physically manage to get all of these items on the floor? You know, I mean, my children have that talent as well. It's <laughs> impressive. <laughs> but you know, when you work from home, it can be distracting. I mean, it's it's like yeah. right there. And so we, my husband and I, started talking about it because when we were on this trip in March, you know, we had a a handful of the things that we normally have at home, and our boys were fine. They weren't like, oh, I miss, you know, whatever toy. Like, we were doing stuff, and we were enjoying the experiences that we were having. And so I am in the process of trying to purge and scale back. And, like, we've even talked to grandparents already about you. we don't want any more physical gifts. We want you to give us experiences. Like, we want you to... Oh, to, to add stuff that they will talk, you know, talk about for years. And um, we, we definitely get a little bit of pushback of like, yeah, but they won't know. And it's like, oh, no, no. We tell them, you know, your grandparents gave us this. Every time we go do something, like my in-laws gave us um, a membership to the Children's Museum here in Austin. And it's like every time we go, it's like, wow, aren't we excited that we got this gift from your grandparents? Like they know that it was through somebody else instead of, well, here's a toy that they'll play with for a month that is just going to create more clutter. And so I'm just yeah. trying to remove the clutter. And every time they start stop playing with something, it's like, okay, it goes into the bucket that we are going <laughs> to, you know, that, that is not in their eye, eye line. Like they no longer have that. It's no longer in circulation. Mm -hmm. um, and then on the flip side, from a business perspective, it's getting everything done. Because when you work part-time, you have a certain number of hours that you can work. And there is a lot that comes with being an entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, but you have to kind of scale back and be reasonable with what can you really accomplish in the time that you have. And so I have to be super efficient. And like over the summer, I had to scale back even more than I do during the, the school year. And so I needed to kind of get everything in place so that as soon as the school year started, I could start making stuff happen again in the same way. And so, um, and some of the deadlines, like I am, um, I'm giving a speech at the end of October related to the book. Well, that deadline is not going to change. Like that's, that's not going anywhere, you know? And so I have to do all the other stuff. And now the extra layer is prepping for the speech. And so you, so there, so I will probably work more in the evening than I did before. And so it's trying to maintain that balance, but really just get stuff done. Like just head down, make it happen. Um, so the struggle is real. <laughs> real. It's so real. Well, do you have any particular resources that you like to recommend to other moms to help you keep balanced? Um, you know, I mentioned it earlier. Um, I, I am a huge fan of Boss Mom. 
So I, I and you know, the, the thing about um, the podcast that they do is I feel like they give, like people on the show in general, including you, um, you all give really good nuggets. So whether it's being more productive, being able to write, like whatever the, the topic is, like you get little nuggets um, throughout the podcast. And so it's such a great resource, even if, if whoever is, is being interviewed isn't necessarily in your main area of interest. Right. Yeah, I find that too. Like it could be a graphic artist, but there's something that they say about, you know, what they're doing to get all their work done before 8 a.m. that <laughs> you know, or whatever it may be, you know, how they how they boosted a post on Facebook and what they, you know, there's there's always something that I can take away and and use it in my own business. I agree. I love I love that podcast. I, I'm a huge fan. And I actually, I found somebody who was also interviewed um, on that podcast, um, Marissa Lawton. And so she has some great kind of productivity tips. She sure does. I just interviewed her. <laughs> she's great. And I, the other thing is she's very calming. Yes, like she is. <laughs> her, even her voice, the way she talks, like she's just like, huh, you know, and so... I'm like, I could totally listen to that and not feel like, oh, my God, I'm behind. You know, it's like, no, 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 it's all good. And so I, I get, I've gotten some great tips I actually wrote down. Um, you know, there are also some really good um, – I am a researcher by trade. Like, that's part of what I do um, on top of researching for a book. But um, – so there are some really good tips that I found on like the Elevate Network or um, there's a whole kind of area of interest for moms who are re-entering the workforce. Mm -hmm. um, and there are some, some of the websites that they have have some really good tips on, um, on all kinds of different elements that impact moms who are wanting to work whether it's part-time or a project or whatever. And so those are companies like iRelaunch or Apray. So there's just, there's some great um, pieces of information and like they'll interview how a mom is doing it. And you think oh, that's brilliant. I'm going to, I can start doing that, you know? And so you just, you get, it's like constant productivity hacks. <laughs> what was the name of that site again? Um, so there's one that is iRelaunch, like literally, the letter I and relaunch. Um, and I think it's irelaunch.com. I'll send you the link. Okay. Um, and then the other one is APRE, A-P-R-E-S. -A and I think it's APRE. APRE yes. what? APRE Group, I think is the website. Okay. Um, and it's, it's almost like within the past year, there's been all of this stuff centered around moms who want to get back into the workforce, right? So they've, they've stepped away from their careers. They've been only stay-at-home moms. They haven't done anything professional. And all of a sudden, they're like, okay, my kids are in school. I'm ready to try my, my whole career stuff again. And it's like, where do you go for those kinds of resources? Mm -hmm. um, and so I feel like there's probably like six or maybe eight that have popped up in, a, in literally like the past year or maybe year and a half. Mm -hmm. And they put out some really good content. You know, it's, it's really good content. Yeah. Um, but as far as, you know, part-time working moms, that's, that's my thing. That's, those are the people who I generally attract who are trying to kind of manage work-life balance a little bit differently. Right. So right. They're really good resources that I can find for those moms um, but it's also a different perspective than I have, um, which I'm, I love, you know, cause it's like, okay, well, this has worked for people that I've interviewed, but this is what's working for other moms that are out there. So figure out what works best because yeah. 
I say that all the time, like it might be great, but maybe you need to kind of adjust or massage or whatever, and then you can use it. And so, yeah. you know, it, it's not, it doesn't always look identical for every person and that's okay. That's you know? our entire lose the cape philosophy is that there's no cookie cutter answer that, you know, you got to do what works best for your family and figure out how to implement these systems. And that's why I really enjoy doing all these interviews myself is because you hear so many different perspectives from the way so many different people do it and realize, you know what, I would have never thought about doing it that way, but her kids are still alive and they're happy. So <laughs> yay, you know, <laughs> so, or, or, you know, I've learned so much. I'm sure you learned a ton in all your interviews for your book you know every interview gave me good information it there there weren't those interviews where you thought oh why did i just spend that time like i'll never get that back yeah. <laughs> every interview i i got something that i could actually apply to my situation and i won't lie there were definitely some of those interviews where i walked away and i thought man i'm a slacker like i <laughs> Um, but you know, so every single one, but that was why when I realized, and people are, were so willing to share so much stuff, like so much meaty information mm -hmm. because they love to, to know that other moms are able to do what they want to do with that balance between work and family. And so they're like, no, 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 let's keep more moms in the workforce yeah. and help them figure out like, what's the best way to make that happen you know, as each individual mom, instead of, nope, you can't do it. You got to leave. Like, right. you're out. Right. Now, that's such a, that's such a good point. And I think that's one of the things that scares me about the thought of maybe going back into the workforce one day is that it is such a harsh environment for, for moms who've been, I mean, I've been out of the workforce for almost five years. I can't. I couldn't even imagine going back into my old career. I used to work in um, intelligence and counterterrorism, and I'm so far out of the loop on that. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> like, yeah, I'd have to go do something completely different. But um, it, it, it's the point that you made about you know, no, don't say you can't do it. Let's fix the system so that it works better for moms who want to do both ways. I think that's a really important way to look at it as well. Well, and that's, that's part of what my speech is. It's really about like, let's get this, the conversation started. Let's get people talking about it and thinking about it. And that in itself is going to help moms get to that point, you know, and be able to have those conversations with their managers or be able to say, you know what, this is not the company for me. They're not going to give me any flexibility. And so I either need to go find another company or I've, I'm just going to go start my own thing. Right. You and know? I see a lot of that happening too. I mean, it's exploding with all of us mompreneurs now because it just, the, the traditional workforce just doesn't work for us. You know, I read a statistic that said by 2020, it's estimated that 40% of the workforce will be freelance. Wow. <laughs> That's impressive. I mean, that's amazing though, but I think that really speaks to the fact that people aren't finding what they want and so they're leaving, Yeah, you know, but on the flip side, I won't get into too many statistics because when you do a lot of research, you find a lot of statistics. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, 
But on the flip side, companies are actually like, I think if I remember the statistic correctly, like almost half of companies are feeling the financial, um, they're financially feeling the fact that they don't, that there's an employee gap. And that's a problem, you know. I mean, they clearly are 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 feeling the impact, but it's like, okay, so what are you going to do about it? <laughs> well, I think we should implement a thirty-five hour work week and uh, five weeks of paid vacation, like they do in France. <laughs> I I'd be happy to go back to work again if I knew full time was thirty-five hours and I got five weeks of paid vacation that nobody gave me crap about taking. You know, that's the other thing. Even if you give people the vacation time, like my husband, he he gets decent vacation time, but he can never use it or he feels oh. like he can never use it, I should say. You know, when, before my husband and I got married, before we even started dating, the most he had ever taken off was four days of oh. vacation. Okay. <laughs> and he had four weeks of paid vacation wow. that he literally lost every year. Oh every gosh. year it just disappeared on December 31st. Oh, that was it. It's yeah. heartbreaking. And I said to him, those days are done. Like, yeah. you are going to take every last hour of vacation. <laughs> exactly. You know, even, even before we had kids and we were married, you know, even when we were dating, it's like, let's go explore the world. Like, let's go do something. Um, and for him, he said, you know, who, who was I going to travel with? And I said, travel by yourself. And he's like, no, no, no who was I going to travel with? You know, like he would never travel by himself. I traveled by myself all the time. Yeah. Um, because vacation is important, but I will say kind of as a last thing, you know, you, you mentioned like 35 hours a week because that's what they do in France. But the thing that's so hard is when you work 40 hours, when you work a full-time job here in the U S I challenge you to find 10 people who only work 40 hours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. true. I, at least in, I mean, it depends on the um, on the job. It depends on the industry. I know for sure, but yeah, there's a lot of people working far more than full time hours. It's insane, you know. Yeah. So, so it's an even bigger thing. It's like mm -hmm. you're working a lot. Yeah, it's so true. So. Um, Speaking of taking time off and traveling and all that kind of stuff, what's your favorite thing on a daily, weekly, monthly, however basis to find me time and what do you like to do? So my big thing is pedicures. <laughs> it's nice to have pretty feet. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, in Austin, you can literally wear sandals or flip-flops for like eight or nine months of the year. And so you kind of need to have pretty feet for a huge chunk of the year, but it's yeah. that little luxury. It's not over the top expensive. It's, you can just go be pampered. I can be super girly yeah. um, because I am surrounded by males in my household. And my husband said that I can't paint anything pink. So, <laughs> um, so I get to just go be super girly. I mean, maybe I go with a friend um, and I can like read something that's not work related. That's uh -huh. not research related. It's like, go read a really good book, get a magazine, like whatever. And it's just like a moment of like, oh, it's, it's just, it's a delicious moment is really yeah. what it is. Yeah. 
I love a good pedicure, especially when you get the people that massage your legs really good while they're doing it. That's the best. <laughs> That's the best. Oh, I'm going to have to fit one into my schedule this month. <laughs> it's a little luxury, but I do try to do them like every four to five weeks nice. um, and just take the moment. I, I have no qualms about doing it. My husband's like, no, 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 go ahead. I got the boys. We're good. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Happy wife is happy life, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, it's been um, since December was the last time I had a pedicure, so it's probably time to go do that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so you, yeah. just, you need to just come to Austin, and then you have to have a pedicure. Okay. Sounds, have, sounds have. good. We'll get right on that, right? <laughs> well, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun, Suzanne. Thank you so much for having me. I've so enjoyed this. Thanks so much to listening to episode 42 with Suzanne Brown. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed recording it. And again, you can find all the show notes at losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 42. And please, if you enjoy our show, please, please follow us on Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you can follow us and leave us a raving review. Share our podcast. We would so appreciate the support. Have a great day and get rid of that cape, y'all. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.